to you live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, the NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherry. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Blind Spotting. This is episode 87. For those of you that are keeping count, I uh, I don't know why you would be, but anyway, that's where we are. Because it's impressive. That's it is. Awesome. Well, that's a, can you believe it? You're right. It is three impressive. Three years? Three years? Joe Nemechek was 87. Hmm? Yeah, I was thinking about that when you hmm. when you told me what the episode was. That's the only 87? That's uh, the only one I can think BJ of. BJ McLeod's 78. Yep. 88. 88 will be a good one. Yeah, 88. Allison, Waltrip, Jarrett. Be a lot of good ones. Yeah, we should have them all on. Uh, we could. Yeah, I'll call them. We should, yeah, we should yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Speaking luck. of episodes, good luck with that. do we yeah. want to talk about rambling yeah, some, about racing? Some big news. Why don't you go ahead, Michael? Yeah. Well, my understanding, Matt Beamer from Rambling About Racing uh, reached out to me and, hey, hey, Mike, I got an idea of something you'd like to try. And this is interesting. About a year and a half ago, he had a daughter. They had a, they had a baby. And that's like, your time is going to be, you're, you're, the way you spend your time is going to be a little bit different. He said, nah, nah, we'll be able to record every week. Just like clockwork. I was like, all right. All Plus right. he has Let's a job see. as a firefighter he that's does. not always the most easy to schedule. Right. No. Well, lo and behold, they're now every other week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, and, and, he, and he acknowledged that. He said, I had to eat my words on that one. So he and Preston, Luda, his co-host, they wanted to know if we could alternate weeks. So for example, this week we're going to talk about what happened in Nashville, and we're going to talk about what we think will happen in Chicago. Next week, we won't record, but Rambling About Racing will, our our brother, I don't want to call our sister podcast, our right. brother podcast? Is sibling. That, sibling podcast. Yes, yes. And so they're going to review Chicago and talk about, is it Atlanta mm-hmm. after yep. that? And preview Atlanta. And we're going to kind of bounce it back and forth each week like that so that you, the listeners, don't miss a beat. You're not waiting on content for two weeks. I, I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to see how this it's works. It's not going to affect either of our recording schedules. It's not, nope. And it's going to give you a little more real-time review. I'm sure people are tired of hearing about a race from 10 to 12 days ago. Yeah. Uh, we can also post each other's links on our own yes. Twitters and right. Facebooks so that you have them. So uh, it's exciting. But we encourage you to listen to them on RF mm-hmm. Weeks and... Uh, and in a couple of weeks, hopefully, we'll have some rambling about racing fans listen to us. Yes. And, and we'll go from there. We're going to build together. We're going to grow together. Yes. We're going to be uh, like a two-horse race team. What's a two-horse race well, team? Well, we, we a- shall be oxen that are yoked. Ooh. Yeah. I love eggs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not yoked. Not yoked. Yoked. There's but, that was, yeah. but that was a good yoke. Yo. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, yes. Can I? Can you? What about yodeling, Travis? Do you yodel? I do not. Would you like me to stop talking about yodeling? Uh, you know who? Does, think... You know who does? Who might yodel? Nigel. Oh no! <laughs> no but I bet he has a Swiss cousin <laughs> who does. I, no, that's a, that's an opera singer. Uh, no, that Yodely. was yodeling. That... <laughs> what was the the cough drop? Ricola. Uh, Ricola. Yeah. Oh, that was. Let's try that again. Ricola. That's not bad. That's. I mean, you're a professional singer. You should, see the, you should see the waveform on that. That's fun. That's 30 seconds of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're welcome. Well, speaking you're welcome. of never get right. back, 
Josh Berry's never going to get back to the nation nationwide series. Wow, the Xfinity how like you did there? Hey, you're in good hands. <laughs> like, you, no, that's all state. Yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> because he's moving up to the Cup Series, and I don't think it's a shock that he's moving up, given that he was super sub a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I think we were shocked as to where he was going because he's leaving Chevy mm-hmm. and he's going to the Blue Oval. And where's he going, Travis? He's going to go drive the four car. I don't know if we actually mentioned this on the air. I know that we talked about it at least over text several weeks ago. I think ago. you did mention it. Yeah. It was a rumor. So this was reported first by Jordan Bianchi of The Athletic several weeks ago before this even happened. And in reading some things and hearing some interviews... This is who Rodney Childers wanted, and it was very important for Tony Stewart to get who Rodney Childers wanted because... Otherwise, Rodney might walk. Exactly. Tony wanted Rodney to stick around, and I don't know about you guys, Andrew, I thought Tony had some pretty interesting comments, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, I don't want some high school graduate coming in to drive my race car with money. I don't care how much money they have or don't have. I want somebody with talent. I want somebody that's going to come in instantaneously, give my team some credibility and compete for wins and championships. Well, and I, I think too, you know, even Dale Jr. said, you know, he's got a polished racecraft. He knows what he's doing. If you notice, he doesn't ever tear up equipment. Nope. He never drives more than he has. And yet somehow every week he's in the top 10 of the Xfinity series. Now, mm-hmm. given Ford's performance this year, next year is going to be an uphill climb. But I think Barry is a guy that's an up-and-comer, but not a newcomer. Nope. So Chase Briscoe and Ryan Priest will have somebody to lean on, like I'm sure they lean on Kevin Harvick. The other thing that I'm thinking about, Tony, and you talk about Rodney. I don't know how long this deal is for with Josh, but if I'm Rodney Childers... My guess is I want to be the vice president of competition in the next five years because surely Greg Zipidelli, as he nears 60, will want to go do something else. And I'm wondering if I'm Tony Stewart, wouldn't you want to keep Rodney Childers in-house when he decides to come off the box? Yeah, and I also think even if it's not vice president of competition, I don't see Rodney hanging it up as a crew chief and just riding off into the sunset. I see him as somebody who, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't want to go to 38 races a year. Right. But I could easily see him at some point. He could run their Xfinity program. Yeah, he could or, do or something. Or something um, different. I mean, he's got children a little bit. I think he has twins, correct, Michael? He does. Twin boys. Yes, and about I think they're 14 years old. ninth graders. Mm-hmm. And I and, think they like to race dirt bikes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, they'll be gone in a few years, sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, family time is family time. And then, so, you know, you just don't see a lot of cup crew chiefs in their mid-50s. And, and Rodney's our age. He's 47. So, you know, I'm thinking when he's 52, 53, he'll be ready to do something else. Did you hear, was Chevrolet ever, did they ever try to find a place for him? I'm surprised they let him go. And there's no place at Hendrick, and that's where Junior has pull. Yeah. And Trackhouse is not adding a third team because they already have the Project 91. Mm-hmm. Where else would he have gone? I I don't know. Uh, the only thing I do know is I don't exactly know when this happened, but sometime after Kevin Harvick announced his retirement, there was a meeting. Tony Stewart went to Rodney and said, 
give me a list of names mm. and let me see who I can get. And he said, I'm giving you one name and it's Josh Berry. No kidding. Hmm. That speaks highly of Barry. And here's the other thing too. Both of those guys, Josh and Rodney, have had extremely successful late model careers. Mm-hmm. And because Rodney raced, raced late models until he got into NASCAR, as I call yes. recall, right? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, believe pretty successfully. Right. I mean, yeah. But at some point, if you don't have sponsorship dollars and and that's and that's the point that I want. Like I love, I love Tony Stewart's comment, and that's all well and good. As long as those really talented guys have money to go behind them, or you can go out and find sponsorships right. for these guys. And if you can't, you're going to need that teenager with money. It's all nice well, I, and well and I think if when you, you can yeah. make it work. And I think you know? when you have a four-car team, a couple teenagers with money pay for the couple of guys that you need. Could I mean, be. right now, yeah. Eric Almarola is paying the bills. Yeah. And my guess is that when Smithfield convinced him to come back, it wasn't just Smithfield, but they got him for a two-year deal to smooth over this transition because I guarantee you, Kevin said before the end of last year, next year is my last. Mm-hmm. My guess is he said it towards the beginning of the year. And so they that's why you see Almarola back. There's sta- stability in the sponsorship. Ryan Priest is getting a chance, but he's sponsored by Gene's company. So mm-hmm. that's in house mm-hmm. money, right? Yeah. Well, Bush probably puts a lot of money in that, don't you think? Bush beer. Oh, sure. And they have to be okay with, with Barry, and I'm sure they are. I guess that's going to be think, his sponsor. I don't know. Do we I know that yet? I don't think that's going to be his sponsor. Okay. Everything Bass I'm Pro? hearing, everything I'm hearing, Anheuser-Busch is going to Trackhouse. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes, that's kind of what we thought. Yeah. I, They're looking ev- for kind of a fun guy, you know, watermelon beer. Everything I, I keep hearing. I want some of that. And I'll also... Let me ask this question. Does Anheuser-Busch make Modelo? I don't I'm know. not sure, but it's delicious. Here's the reason I asked that. With the whole Ooh, Daniel Suarez, yes, Modelo oh is the is the best selling beer in the country now because of the Bud Light whole thing. Well, it's delicious, and they have. I mean, as far as beer goes, I like it. It's I very think smooth. they have almost eight percent of the beer market. Is what Let's I read. See. I Let's may see be who makes Modelo. Maybe it's Modelo. I'll, I'll look it up. You guys yeah. keep I'll, talking. I'll also say this, and I found this comment to be interesting. Somebody asked Tony about his relationship with Ford. And he made a pretty interesting comment, basically saying, I think we will be with Ford next year, but after that, no guarantees. Well, you know, they've already been at Chevy. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine they'd go back to Toyota or go to Toyota. That's one reason that Tony got unhappy at Gibbs, but that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. That's just, those are the only two options. What I do see, what I can see, and this is... Nobody has said this. This is just me spitballing. If you take that timeline, now it'd have to happen quickly. Honda. Any other manufacturer mm-hmm. could come in and they could be the lead dog by 2025. Yeah. Now it would it would have to happen quickly and I don't know that it will. I want to know if you could replicate what Toyota did cuz they came in and had immediate success, but they did because they funded the two lower series. Yes. That that was critical. So yeah. let's move on. There's one other piece of news, and we're not going to belabor this, but j- just to say that Jimmy Johnson was supposed to run the sh- Chicago Street Race, and due to the family tragedy that's happened there, uh, he, he has withdrawn that entry, as is certainly expected and understood. And uh, we just want to say from our show that our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to that team and his wife and their family with the with the news. We're not going to get into any of those details. It's not our business, but I'm sure you've heard, and if you haven't, I'm sure a quick Google will will show you what uh, what has transpired there. 
So, on a more positive note, let's talk Nashville. Triple header. I have a Modelo answer. You do have a Modelo answer. Modelo has been on the rise under Constellation. Constellation is the company, interestingly enough, which in 2013 acquired the brand, Modelo, for $4.75 billion uh-huh. in the U.S. market from Anheuser-Busch's so Anheuser-Busch sold it. They had it. Uh, but it is a Mexican beer. It is, yeah, I knew it, it was. Made, yeah, but so in the U.S. it's distributed by Constellation Beverage hmm. Company, which but I never used heard to be of. Anheuser-Busch. How interesting. So yeah. So it won't be Modelo. That would have been a great tie-in. It would be. But I think Anheuser-Busch has some other. You know, there's yeah. Dos Equis. It'll be I, I don't know which. Good to be Trackhouse right now. And, Heck yeah. And that's not guaranteed, but I, I I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. Now. I do wonder if the signing of Barry changes their thought process. Maybe. And they could do a split thing. I mean, they could. Bass Pro Shop Bass throws Pro money to like sponsored. eight people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, the Bush Barry would have been cool. Barry Bush. Bush. Bush Barry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Bush Barry. Because they do have that apple one that they, they do. do in the fall. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Have you had the Grimace milkshake, by the way? I have not. It's blueberry. It's actually. It's just a blueberry. It's pretty good. Like it. I had a sip of it. My son got one today. We ordered the Grimace meal and split it because it's a Big Mac and. Ten nuggets and fries and a grimace shake. Are you serious right now? Yeah, but only runs through June thirtieth. Yeah, runs June the thirtieth. I got I got time. This is Grimace's birthday month. Okay, so what uh, is Grimace? The truck race was actually I thought relatively entertaining. Carson Hosevar won his second win. Good for him of the year. Second career win. No controversy to this win. There was that uh, situation with. Well, it wasn't a big controversy, but he and, and um, Sanchez tangled at the one. It was a Texas? Yeah, Texas? yeah, I think so. And sort of who you'd expect up front, Corey Heim continues to run well. Zane Smith second. Nick Sanchez had a top five. And Bailey Curry, shout out. Really good run for that team. Matty D with a top ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the, Wackley, the Rackley, his, his sponsor. His home race. Is, yeah, yeah is the roofing company. Yeah. But I thought it was an entertaining race. There, was, there wasn't a ton of passing for the lead, but the restarts were wild, and it wasn't a crash fest. That happened on Saturday, <laughs> which yes. we'll talk about. But any other thoughts on the Xfinity, or excuse me, the truck race? No, I thought it was a good race. Nothing spectacular. AJ. Well, on Xfinity, AJ did win, which is his 17th career win, but I think it took us three restarts to get out of turn three. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't make it through turn one on the, the opening start, and then we didn't make it past turn three on the second start. And uh, Travis has here that 15 of the 38 starters were in an accident before stage one was over. Hmm. 11 cautions, but 17 lead changes. Almendinger actually was in a, a spin early. Uh, Austin Hill had the rear bumper knocked off of his car, but he came back and ran pretty well. He finished, uh, I think, fourth. Barry was not great all day, came back and finished fifth. Parker Retzloff got a top 10, which good for Jordan Anderson and that team. Hmm. But, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think there was a lot of surprises about who ran up front, but I was really, really surprised, and so did the NBC team seem to be surprised, about those guys just matted it going into turn one and said, you know, 12 wheels are better than four. And then whatever happened, happened. I mean, it was chaos out there. That three wide business. And just, yeah. And just, yeah. just overdriving the turn and getting loose. And those cars snapped loose. Now they said on Sunday, those cars only make downforce from the top and the side of the car, like the old cup car. And so, but what would happen is there was one where Sammy Smith came down on, I don't remember who, and side drafted him in the corner on the outside. Well, it got him loose and it took them both out. And that's what I think Junior was talking about, or maybe it was Burton saying that, you know, when you do that, you're taking a big risk. Yeah, you're going to slow the guy on the bottom down, Mm -hmm. but if he gets loose and loses the car, you're both wrecked. 
And that that's what happened, I think, a lot, was just handling in that heat. It was slick. It was 125 yeah. degrees in those cars. It made for some exciting slipping and sliding racing. That's why I would have liked to have seen the cup cars in the heat, because mm-hmm. they already mm-hmm. handle so much better. Mm-hmm. It would have been fun to see those guys drifting it through the corner. But all in all, I thought it was entertaining. It just took forever. I'm glad I watched it on tape delay. I didn't really want to sit through two and a half hours. It'd be a fun weekend. That'd be a fun, doable oh, weekend. Oh, go go hang out in, in Nashville. In Nashville, and go sure. watch some races. That would sure. be a yeah. blast. I'd it love to do that. Yeah. That'd be a. That'd I also a would like. To, are they doing the Nashville IndyCar race again this year? Do you know? I think so. That's a terrible race, but that'd be a fun thing to do too. Anything else on Xfinity? No, I was just surprised at how many wrecks there were. I. I yeah, they it looked it looked like the truckers and the and the. Xfinity guys and the ARCA guys, yeah. yeah, it looked like an ARCA race, and I think a lot of it had to do with how slick the track yes. was and how hot it was. Well, and and who was it? One of the guys said that you know last year it was three wide all the way around, and and it just wasn't as hot, and it, for whatever reason, the handling just wasn't there. Yeah, but Nashville's a totally different track now than it used to be. If you remember back in the early to mid two thousands, oh nine, two thousand ten, and even earlier than that. Nashville was a single groove racetrack. Yeah. You know? And they also only ran it at night. And they also, yep, they only ran it at night. I mean, they didn't night. really run day races because it never was at the Cup Series. Right. It was Xfinity and trucks. But the track has definitely aged well, even though there hasn't been a lot of activity on it. I do say, move it, you know, if we think about Cup, I do think it was interesting how stage two was where the transition to the racetrack happened as it got dark. Mm-hmm. And that's where your comers and goers were. But. The people at the top of stage one and the top people at the top of stage three were about the same people. So it seemed like if your car handled well at the end of the heat, it was going to handle even better at night. And the guy that handled the most, the best and led, I don't know, 100 laps, 80 laps, a lot of laps. Uh, Ross Chastain. 99. Yeah. Was it 99? 99. And, and was half a second in front of Martin Truex for 40-something laps. I mean, never, mm-hmm. never choked. Yeah. yeah, a lot of talk during the race, post-race, was how he didn't, there was no, like, he didn't have to apologize after the race. Yeah. He ran a masterful race, getting through a, now I was, we were driving back from South Carolina and listening to it, and it was just, I thought there was a PRN mm-hmm. that did the broadcast, masterful delivery of the i felt like i was watching it him mm-hmm. weaving through all the car and cars giving him a hard time a like lot. two or three laps down yeah making it difficult to pass like yep. what the hell there was on? one move that i think if it wasn't ross chastain he might have lost the lead so there were two cars going mm-hmm. into one of the two one he of the split turns. them is that the one and and he made the hole he forced like he didn't touch anybody but he basically made the hole between those two cars and the 19 had to back out of it because of where they were coming around the corner. And that was where Chastain never looked back. That's the kind of move that you would have seen an Ernie Irvin, a Dale Earnhardt, a, a 1981 Daryl Waltrip make. Those daring kind of moves. I think that also impressed me about it. His first win was on a road course at a track they'd never been to that was a beaten bang fest. And he he bumped into somebody and there was a big crash right at Coda. At Coda, yep. And the next one was a restrictor place. And let's let's be honest, until you've won four or five at a restrictor plate track, most people luck. consider that a fluke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I really think even though he was a two-time winner and and made the round of eight legitimately and the championship four by the craziest thing we've ever seen in sports, what stuck out to me was this was a run-of-the-mill intermediate-sized track, and he didn't back his way into it. He he led mm-hmm. a, a yeah. th- over a third of the race. 
Hamlin was strong. Truex was strong. Yeah. They I just, was happy for him. Yeah. An outright win, a legit win, a good win, and something he could be proud of. And, and didn't have to explain. Didn't have to explain And anybody. the last few weeks had been tough for them, but going into, say, Charlotte, they were the best team. They hadn't won, but they and were we the most consistent. About, and we talked, we about, talked that. about We talked about Will he win? Will he win? And I tell you, they, they said it on the broadcast. I know you disagree, Travis. I think he's a shoe-in for the final eight, and I think he has another shot to potentially go for a title. We'll see how the next nine races go. I, I think so, too. This should give him a lot of confidence, give that team a lot of confidence. Like, I can I can go win without hitting people. Well, and ne- and, and think about if, think about his approach changing for this coming weekend. Yes, what a good weekend to if kind he of qualifies re- have top that five, If he's qualified top five, you're thinking win. If I qualify 15th to 20th, I'm thinking survive. Don't hit anybody. Don't get run over. Mm-hmm. Find a place to run and quietly finish 15th. Sure. Right? And that's fine. But if you haven't won, you're doing pit strategy. You might be bumping guys. You might be shucking and jiving. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you might be really, really yes. aggressive. And he doesn't have to do that anymore. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see Chase Elliott turn 37 guys in this race. <laughs> you know. Cause, oh, no. He's got, he might have his mind on that LSU gymnast that came to see Oh, him. yeah. Did you see that? Although his girlfriend's What's pretty that? good looking. I Listen. I know. He publicized that she came to visit. But you know what? Uh, he he played it two cool. Girlfriends. It, it played it cool. All he oh, said, he did. He all did. he said was, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by. That's all he said. I mean, <laughs> what, a, what a player. Oh, oh yeah. What a player. Oh, yeah. What and his, his current girlfriend is Have you easy seen, on the check ice. Check that one out. Have you seen that one, Carter Colberth? Yeah, check what's that, that girl's that name from LSU? He knows. Libby? Livy. Livy. What's her last name? Livy. Olivia Dunn. Yes, it that's is. exactly it. it. We'll leave it up to the 15 Looks like she has a 21-inch waist. She's popular she from tiny. 15 to however old a Chase is. 25? 15 oh, to 25-year-olds. Oh. Anyway. He's popular with a couple 47-year-olds, but so, that's, another, that's another matter. Men? <laughs> I, don't women, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. So All right. I want to talk a second about Tyler Reddick. This team just continues to shoot themselves in the foot. Out of Do the you blue. agree with the penalty being on pit road? To me, if you Was leave this the pit, tire thing, yeah, to yeah. me, if you leave pit road, it's considered on the racetrack. Sorry, I don't, I don't care if you make it back down pit road. Once you leave pit road, it should be an on-track penalty. But it was, but it was on pit road. It wasn't. It was in the daggum grass. And they still consider. It- I, I understand what you're saying, but do you see what I'm saying? To me, it's a safety thing. Oh yeah, could have gone he, out and hit somebody on the track. He completed yeah. an entire lap. So, so I think they called it that way, and that's fine. But I guarantee you, they're going to clarify. Pit road, the spirit of that rule, in my opinion, is before you leave. Not, I made it all the way around the track and came back on and it fell off. It's a single Mm -hmm. lug. It's not five lugs. So my point being, if that track had been Charlotte, it would have come off in turn four. Yeah, I I see that. Mm -hmm. My My point is, he's the only driver this year that has three consecutive 30th or worse finishes, and he's the only driver this year that has three consecutive top five finishes. That's crazy. Well, checkers are records. I mean... You know, there was a guy that used to race a car numbered five, and it had Tony the Tiger on the front of it, and he had a lot of top fives and a lot of 35ths. Yeah. And and I think that's what you're going to see out of him this year. He's finally in equipment that is the same as his talent. Yeah. But my point is, twenty three eleven since their inception, and I know it's only been a couple of years, they've had pit crew issues. Yeah, well, they switched them and still having pit crew issues. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I so just, the big interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. They keep well. I mean, heck, Hamlin continues to shoot himself in the foot. Actually, he said that this week. We finally had just a normal race. Yeah. And they said, what do you expect the next nine races? And he goes, hopefully more of this. I'm obviously paraphrasing. Yeah. I think the biggest issue was um, a little dust up on a restart. Nobody's fault, but there's a chain reaction. The eight car of Bush gets into the back of the 12. They both go sliding. Blaney, as did the booth, expected that when he got off the grass, he'd be able to steer it, and it just didn't steer. And he went, how fast do you think he was going? 100? 100, 120. Head on, 12 o'clock impact into an unsafered concrete wall. And granted, that concrete wall was facing away from the direction of travel, and it was mostly in turn one. But I think Elton Sawyer said it the best on, was it the drive this morning? He said, it's unacceptable that we have a place that this can happen at a track and that they're reevaluating all the tracks. My question for you is, Travis, why is there exposed concrete wall anywhere except potentially like a Pocono where there's tons of grass runoff. And right. Pit Road exposed on, on, on most tracks? Yeah, but Pit Road has a safer barrier. Yeah, on the, on the inside. But not on the outside. No. I think if you're going to put a wall up, it needs to be concrete because these drivers have proven over and over and over again. You mean a safer barrier? Yeah. If a wall can be hit, they're going to find it. I think at the road courses, you can get away with tires. But I think you need something besides a hard concrete wall. Now, here's my question. I don't think they have safer barriers anywhere this weekend. They probably have tires. I guarantee I, you they have tires. I don't know. but I mean, that's what they have at Sonoma. That's what they have at Watkins Glen. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's inexcusable. We're lucky Ryan Blaney didn't end up with a concussion. I was actually waiting to hear he had con- concussion symptoms. When a driver comes out and says, what does it take? I'll pay for... The safer barrier. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. And to me, NASCAR shouldn't have to do that analysis. The tracks should. Yes. I mean, the tracks should every year have to go through and say, here's the probability of these places being hit. This is where we do. Or, or NASCAR says, if you want to keep a cup race, you're going to have a safer barrier all the way around the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yep. I agree. All right. Segment, segment. The Nashville trophy is a Gibson guitar, as I recall. Gibson? Yes which has been smashed in many cases by one Kyle Bush in the past. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he regretted that. I'm sure he did, yeah. but it is in display in his shop. He used to used to paint. Used to, he used to paint Sam Bass. Sam Bass used to paint. And really, that really ticked him off when he broke that thing. I remember that. Yeah. Because I think he asked for another one. He was like, no. No. As a one of one. Yep. Yeah. There's other trophies in NASCAR and other sports, but the question is, if you could have one trophy from anything in the world... Which one do you think is the coolest, or which one would you want to have? There's a lot of really cool answers here. The yellow jersey from yeah. the Tour de France would look great on me. It would, and a and a small. I just I think the world deserves to see that. That's not my answer though. I also think the gold glove and the silver slugger awards in baseball mm-hmm. are super cool looking. The golden glove is really really cool looking. One that always really I find really cool, and I wish I'll never I'll never have it. Maybe a replica of it one day. Uh, going into the golf world, we, when you think of the Masters, you think of the green jacket. Of course, mm-hmm, that yeah. is a wonderful, cool thing to have. Have you ever noticed that they get a trophy, which is a replica of the clubhouse? Now, there is a, there's a permanent Masters trophy that remains at Augusta all the time. Now, here's a little background on that. It was introduced in 1961, made in England. 
over 900 separate pieces of silver hmm. in this thing. It's now, that's not, the one that, that's not the one they take home, but they take home a sterling silver replica of that, which is very large, and all of the winners are engraved in it every single year. The Masters so just like, winner gets so to just take like, that home. It's like a version of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but it's a, it is a very detailed a, depiction of the clubhouse at Augusta National in silver. Hmm. I, it's gorgeous. I've always thought that was the coolest looking thing. I'd love to have that. I think that's really neat. That's a green jacket. Awesome. Be cool to have that. But the the trophy that they get is is beautiful. That's I'd, cool. I'd, I'd love to have that. What about you, Travis? I guess I'd have to go with the guitar because I like trophies that have resemblance to the city that they're from. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Nashville, I think country music mm-hmm. and I think guitar. And I'll say this, the one trophy I would not want, Loudon, New Hampshire's mm-hmm. lobster. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that represent where they come, right. <laughs> yeah. That is I, Who didn't uh, like that? Who was aller- Ham- allergic Denny to it? Hamlin's oh, yeah, alert yeah. or yeah. Af- not allergic, he's afraid of it. Well, it is like a 25-pound lobster. <laughs> that thing's enormous. It's, things got claws big, yeah. the size of your head. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's cool. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah. And the monster at the Dover. Miles that's, that's the monster. Gonna, that's, gonna, yes. that's cool also. The monster yeah. I like the grandfather clock. It's the just really clock is cool, unique. Yep. Mm-hmm. But just thinking, I think it, the silver slugger is neat. Yeah. The, the silver, silver bat. Louisville bat. Yeah. yeah it's that cool. is awesome. I think one trophy that I think is overlooked in its simplicity, but it still looks so cool is the Lombardi Trophy? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's simply like how much did they pay that sculptor to just put a football on a stand? <laughs> I mean, yeah. but it's so but it's iconic. It is. Yeah. And, and it's and it's you can just, hold it. Yeah. And it's just, it's just basic, it's but it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and if you're Tom Brady, you can throw it to. Do you see that? Video I did. Where we threw the, it to Gronk. Yeah, across two boats. Yeah. There's a real one. <laughs> Thank God he well, called hey, it. Hey, I got five other ones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You'd seen about, you'd seen about thirty five people j- jumping go, in. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Been a lot of snorkels and scuba. Equipment what would have been, been cool had they been thinking just had a, like a fake one and, and did done that, that and dropped it and just get the reaction. Been ah, good. I got the real one here, guys. So anyway. our second segment, we've talked about this is Nashville Super Speedway, which has been on the calendar for a while now in the lower series and came to Cup in twenty twenty. Is that right? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. I think. Yeah. But there's been talk about bringing back the National Fairgrounds that I think stopped racing there in the late seventies or early eighties. There's been some setbacks with this. But here's the question. Brad Keselowski, I think it was Brad Keselowski the other week, said he didn't think any track should have more than one race. Uh, and if you think of it that way, maybe Nashville needs two circuits in one town because it is a pretty cool town. So does Nashville need both the Super Speedway and the fairgrounds? W- what do you think about that, Travis? I'm going to say no to this for the simple reason that the fairgrounds has a lot of issues. How's the, how big is it? It's I think it's a half a mile. I mean that part's cool. But mm-hmm. it was I read somewhere this past week where somebody some I don't know if it was an architectural company or who it was they did a stu- a study or a survey on it and they pretty much condemned the property. I think they condemned North Wilkesboro too though, hadn't they? I think they have too, but you haven't heard of guys like save or groups like save the speedway. Well, it's also not private. Uh, right, Wilkesboro was private, and, and the fairgrounds mm. is county owned, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and not to mention the fact that right now I wouldn't add a short track to the Cup schedule anyway because that's the worst racing you've got. 
Yeah. Hmm. The racing at Nashville is good. It's outside of the Nashville metropolitan area, but yet you're still, it's kind of like Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's 15 miles outside. Yeah. And I just, I like the super speedway in Lebanon, Tennessee, as they say. What about you, Michael? Home of Cracker Barrel, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yes. Lebanon, I think, the headquarters of, yeah. Now, you went Um, to school out there for a little while. Middle Tennessee State University. It's near there. In Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Which is... um, Towards Chattanooga. It's between Chattanooga and Nashville. Yep. On 24? About 20... Is it 24 or 26? I can't remember. I think, I think it's 24. 24. Yeah. But it's about 25 miles southeast of Nashville. Nashville. Okay. And then Lebanon, Lebanon is north of... Oh, it's north. north of, yes, That's north right. of, uh, Towards not, Kentucky. Uh, correct, yes. I guess the question is what other city has two, two venues? And I also saw the number, I believe, $160 million. That's a lot of money. And that could be used in a lot of other ways. Well, and the um, other thing is that it's one thing if you had a larger one that you could attract IndyCar to or to other things. It's a short yeah, track. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's another version of North Wilkesboro, right? It's a nostalgic. It's a lot of history there. It'd be cool. But do we really do we really need another just for nostalgia's sake? Like, and to Travis's point, do we need another short track right now? We've got to yeah. figure this out. I, it was a great weekend. Enjoy that. Don't get too greedy, Nashville. I don't think you need a second venue in your town right now. I think most of the people that live in the town agree with that. NASCAR may not. I mean, Texas is struggling to keep two races. Yeah. What other city has two racetracks? I mean, mean, we're not talking about two dates at the same track. We're talking about two different Mm -hmm. I mean, the closest you had was in the 90s when you had Rockingham, Darlington, Charlotte, Wilkesboro, Bristol, and Martinsville, and Richmond, all within a four-hour circle. In Atlanta. And I think there's not one single. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just I don't know. It's I don't think it's necessary. So I I agree with both of you. I I don't think the fairgrounds, if they did, it would the super speedway would go away. And I'm not sure that that's what you want because it's put on a show the last yeah, few years. But yeah, let me ask the question sure. that I think it was Keselowski said: Should any track get two dates, or should we a reduce the number of dates down to say 30 and give every track one? What are your thoughts on that? I'm okay. Now, I'm and, okay. And, and, and let me yeah. let me clarify. The oval at Charlotte and the roval at Charlotte would be considered two things. Yes. Like mm-hmm. so, I know it's one venue, but I mean, and that may be your two different tracks in one town. That may be the answer correct. to that question, ish. But it already had two dates; it just converted yeah. one. But but what do you think about that? That would give you the ability I'm to a, go to an Iowa, or a Kentucky, or back to well, Nazareth, Pennsylvania doesn't exist. I like anymore. it. I like it. I like it. And I think they could reduce the number of races, have a few more off weekends. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't I don't need They're going twenty straight 50. weeks. I don't need that I don't need that many races. I don't I can't I can't watch them all. I certainly certainly can't go to them all. I think it would make each race more meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be okay. Now what's interesting is your Martinsville where you've got or, or not maybe two different temperatures, maybe two different time, maybe a summer and a fall where you could yeah, see two it would different types suck. of racing. I mean, only have, but we've, we've only had one. But Bristol. it's okay. It's okay. I, that's the only thing what I'm saying is that it would different type of racing based yeah, yeah. on the time of year. You'd see two different types of racing at the same track. Compared um, to when they used to do Pocono one in June, one three weeks later in July. And it was like, why didn't we just do both in the same mm-hmm. weekend? And they did do they, that. They did do that, which was, I don't know. That was interesting. But I think it would take some of the pressure off places like Dover and New Hampshire because you don't have to worry about losing the other yeah. date because you don't have a track with one right. that wants to. I like two. it. I think it's fine. What about you, Travis? I, like um, I think it's fine. That was the sigh of disagreement. No, no, no. It's not. No, it's not <laughs> it disagreement. Okay. I just don't think it's going to happen. I No, I'm not asking if it's going to happen. Right, I'm asking right, right. if you would like to uh, see it. I would like to see it with a caveat that I think there are five tracks that deserve two dates. Daytona. Let me guess. Okay. Daytona. Yep. Talladega. Yep. 
Oh, this has gotten harder than I thought it was going to be. Martinsville? Yep. Bristol? Bristol. Nope. Oh, okay. Not Bristol. Nope. Ooh, we t- took a misstep. Atlanta? I didn't think about that one. Number but six. Yeah, that's number six. Well, it's not Michigan. It doesn't have one. Nope. It's not Sonoma. It's not Watkins. Nope. It's not any of the road courses. No. Nope. Please tell me it's not Phoenix. No. Okay. Uh, Daytona. The road course in Texas? No. Daytona, Talladega, Charlotte. Charlotte, but back on the Oval. Yes. Darlington. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say that, but I didn't think and you'd say that. Atlanta and Martinsville. I think huh. those... Would you swap out a second race at Darlington for one at Rockingham? I would. I never went to Rockingham, I don't think so I don't you, know. I don't think you'd or have a second to... race in Atlanta for Rockingham? I don't think... No, you Was couldn't, Rockingham that you, good? You couldn't do that because NASCAR owns Rockingham. What was so well, good about Rockingham? Here, yeah. Here's was, my point. Was, it was, was like it had the surface like da- Darlington, uh-huh. but it was smaller. Yeah. And a little more racy. It was a D-shaped oval, and it was just over a mile. So it was kind of like a big Richmond. And I do think okay. you're going to see some sort of racing back at Rockingham. They just truck re- series. they just repaved it. Yeah, truck series probably. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, here's what I was going to say. I actually think you're going to see the cup schedule expand to hmm. 40 to 42 races a year. Do some week ones? Week, week do ones. some weeknight ones. And they want to fit in North Wilkesboro. And North Wilkesboro... I hate to say it, boys. It might be Easter weekend. Well, well I might do that. As long as they don't do Easter Maybe. Sunday, I could it's do it. Far I think away. it will be Easter Sunday because yeah. get, I think they're getting rid of I Bristol thought they dirt. Said, yeah, but I thought they said they didn't want to race on Easter Sunday. I thought I read that they did want to get rid I, of Bristol dirt, but they didn't like I Easter Sunday. I think the networks are still fighting them on that one. Well, well they're then, then they better not have it in the southeast. We'll see. So they better have I it. I think in, it hurt their attendance. They better have it in California or Phoenix or somewhere right. that doesn't observe Easter as much as they do in the Southeast. You're not mm-hmm. going to get true people to come on Easter Sunday. I hope they don't. I hope they have it on a Saturday Easter Saturday night. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. The problem, I think that I think what they like is the Masters is Easter weekend. Well, actually, it may not be. It won't year. be next year. It won't be because Easter moves. Yeah, that's and right. the Masters doesn't. Easter's the last weekend in March next year. Yeah, it, the Masters is second yeah, weekend at third, right. second weekend in April. That's right. Because because Jim Nance always did the final yeah, four. You're right. And then the Masters. So mm-hmm. next year the final yep. four is on Easter weekend. No, right. it'll be the next week. It doesn't matter. We're getting yeah. in the weeds. Anyway, anyway. so right. let's go to race picks for Chicago. Yeah, we, you forgot the third segment, segment. Oh, did I? Yes, oh, I did. I apologize. Segment three. We almost had a rain delay there, guys. We almost had a red flag and went home early. That's okay. We can save it. Kevin Harvick has had a bit of a lackluster season. Was running well on Sunday and loose wheel. What was it? Ran over a piece of debris. Yeah, low, that's right. He ran over something. Killed a top five. I don't think he would have beaten the one or the 19, but definitely cost him a top five. And um, I do have some data here. Okay. And, and the question is, is he underperforming? Is it a Ford problem? What's going on with the four car? Well, I lost my data. No, there it is. There's my data. Well, his, his average finish is like 12th. Mm-hmm. His average starts... No, I think it's... Yeah, the average starts like 13th. So they're not improving a whole lot during the race, on average. I mean, right. he has had some bad luck. You know, you've got a guy going on his way out. They won two races last year, none the year before, and nine the year before that. So the car change, all that, you've had that adjustment period. You've got to think that most of the resources are going to the four-car of Stuart Haas. I would think, I would assume... Because you you'd love to see him go out with a win. You've got arguably the best crew chief in the business and Rodney Childers on the box every week. I'm a little disappointed. I thought we'd see more out of the four 
this year than we have, maybe they will be strong at the end. I mean, they've been there have been races where they've been strong and it just fades. Something happens. And it hasn't been a great year for Ford, as you pointed out. The only winners for Ford this year, Blaney, Logano twice, one of those was a duel, and Almarola in a duel. So as far as cup point races, Logano and Blaney, that's it. Ford's had a rough year. But you know, starting thirteenth, finishing twelfth on average, I don't know, man. I I, I think I think they can do better. Maybe. That's my opinion. That's just answering the question. I think they've underperformed. I looked up a, a couple things. There's been 17 races to date. They have seven top tens and four top fives. That's only three off the lead in top tens. Okay. It's ninth. So you got Byron Bell, Bush, Truex, Blaney, Chastain, Larson, Logano above him. Those are all heavy hitters, all going to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. If you look at points, so remember the regular season points champion goes it's martin truex right now at 576 kevin harvick is only 61 back now i know that's in a whole race but he's sixth and he's the highest forward over the two winners you just mentioned to me being the highest ranked guy in ford the highest ranked guy in points without a win and the ninth ranked guy in points with top in in terms of top tens i'm going to say they're at pace and not underperforming especially given where Ford is, that sucks. What about you, Fair enough, Travis? I think they're overperforming. Whoa, look at that. <clears throat> Three different... I think they're overperforming. If you look at how the rest of Stuart Haas is performing, it's not even close. It's almost like the four car is a team by themselves, and then Stuart Haas is a so, three-car three So let me give you... Guess, Michael, or Travis, so Harvick is sixth in points. Mm-hmm. Guess where the second Stuart Haas car is, who it is, and or just tell me what number you think they are, what place in points. 25th. I think it's probably Briscoe around 14th. It's Ryan Priest in 24th. Next comes Eric Almarola in 27th. Yep. And now, just so you know, Ryan Priest has 220 less points than Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. Amarola has 240 less, and Briscoe has 320 points less now, than Kevin Harvick. Now, keep in mind, Briscoe, and he's 29th, 31st. Briscoe has a 250-point penalty sure. that got assessed to That's him. That's true. So That's he would fair. be a lot closer. He would be running a lot better. But, but what is interesting, so when you sort this... I'd forgotten about that. When you sort this, you've got, in, you've got Harvick, Blaney in 8th, Logano, Keselowski, Busher in 10, 11, 12. So RFK doing way better than I, th- I think we'd all say they're overachieving. Yeah. And then you got to go all the way down the sixth Ford car. The sixth Ford play is in 20th in the point standings. Do you want to guess who that is? Who's left? It's Michael McDowell. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's where you'd expect him to be. Below him, Austin Sendrick, Todd Gilliland. Harrison Burton. Those are all cars, and we already said the ch- the SHR cars. Those are all cars, most of them, you wouldn't expect to be behind Michael McDowell in the standings. Right. Yeah. So but, I still say they're on par. You think they're ahead, Michael. You think they're underperforming. I think that's good. That means that the data is not so compelling one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. And it may be age, because we're talking about Kevin Harvick. He's older than us. And Rodney Childers. He's 47. We're, that's they're, what we're talking the same about. Age. They're we're the not, same age. We're not talking about Ryan Priest. We're talking about Kevin Harvick. So maybe age is a factor. And, and that's remember, why they retire. When people like Daryl and Dale and all those guys were racing into their 50s, 
they didn't race every lap like they race mm-hmm. now. I'm gonna make and a, maybe they are overperforming. I, that, that's a good discussion. It's a good discussion. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna make a bold statement here, and then we can move on. Yep. I'm gonna say that you put Kyle Larson in a Stuart Haas racing car. He doesn't win in it. How long has he had? What do yeah, you how, many, how many races? Like, did he run you, with him last year? If you put him in it, if you put him in <laughs> yeah, it, give him a couple races. If there, you but. put him in it the rest of the year, he doesn't. So what win I in think it. you're trying to say is, if you put Harvick and Larson in the same equipment, Harvick wins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's saying wrong. Harvick's a better driver than Kyle Larson. No, I'm saying that there's a there's a Ford problem. And I'll, yeah, I, all think, I, I think we can I, all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is that they've got issues. And I think Harvick's team is outperforming. So prognosis, I don't think they win the rest of the year. But they could. They could. They could. I would actually say they have a better chance of winning in the playoffs than they do outside the playoffs. They'll get in the playoffs for And I sure. kind of hope they do. But I'm saying like a round one win, like a Kansas. Yeah. Somewhere like that. I could see them winning and advancing, but then getting knocked out. Sixth in the actual point standings, only 60 out. That's pretty good. Not terrible. No. Considering no, the guy it's leading it's Truex and the guy second's William Byron who's won three now times. That's that's why that's madness. Truex? Yeah. He was gonna he was thinking about walking away. It was like he's won three, two, two or three, two? He's number two. one. He's no, leading no, one. One he's, he's three, won how many one, races? Two races. Oh, he's run two races. I mean, what a res- is that a resurgence? I mean, not really. He's been well, good, but I'm he's surprised. Won, what, what was it they said? He's won th- if you he's won thirty races in the last ten years. He's an excellent driver. Yeah, but he's gotta, got thirty. He's got forty career wins though. With he? different teams, guys. Yeah. You gotta you gotta think about this too. New car last year, and he had a lot of crap going on in his personal life. Yeah, he did. I mean, he had a lot of. And maybe crap this is going a way on. to focus for two, three All years, right. and then go off in the sunset. Let's talk. He yeah. needs to take a pl- Denny Hamlin needs to sit down and talk to Martin Truex. Say, so how do you deal with Den- all this crap, man? How Denny do you, Hamlin how do you do needs to stuff? either be an owner or a driver. Yeah. I agree, yeah. And you made that yeah. point. And I was, yeah. Okay, moving on. Xfinity for Chicago. Let's just run through these rapid fire. Who yeah, do you what got? do we think we're going to see up there? Wreck fest? We think we're going to see a good thing? What I do you think, think the Xfinity quick, series is going to run twice as many cautions as green flags. All right. I think the cup, it's going to be about even. Yeah, let's put on a good show, fellas. I think you're going to see one major wreck in both races that's going to take out at least 10 drivers. How fast do they get up there? Do, do we know I that? I think about 140 into the fastest turn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, one, one other thing. There are no cup drivers in the Xfinity race. Nope. So, remember the last one at Sonoma? There was Almarola, there was Larson, and who finished third? Ty Gibbs. Ty, maybe. Almondiger, Ty Gibbs. They're all in there. Yeah. I'm taking the guy who was the right. highest finishing regular at Sonoma, which is 48 car. Parker Clear. And he said if he won it, He'd go jump in the fountain. Well, I'm sure he will. Which is illegal under normal circumstances. Oh, I'd like to see it. All right. You know that's the fountain from the beginning of Married with Children. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, yeah. dun, dun, All right, Travis, who you got? Okay. That's the theme music. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. He's too young. He's too young. He's like, he thinks we're nuts. We're like, no, that's okay. No, I get it. I've I've seen it. He doesn't care for it. This is a tough weekend to pick. I'm going to go. This is a crazy pick, and I don't know why I'm doing it. Miguel Paluto running a fifth junior motorsports car. I thought you might take Justin Marks. Thought about it. I thought about it. Running the 10 car. All right, yeah. Michael, who you got? Sam Mayer. Yep. First Sam career Mayer. win. Yeah. He's, uh, be he's been pretty good on race, on uh, road courses. So, What about Cup? Who you got? I got Kyle Busch. 
Ooh. Kyle Busch. I, I picked a guy I hope doesn't shoot himself in the foot. The 45. Tyler Reddick. Mm-hmm. That was my third pick in case y'all let Who, me. Is your second Elliot? Truex. Oh, good. On Truex. I'm going to go with a guy who wins every time they go to a new venue. Joey Logano. Joseph Logano. Yeah, I almost did, but Ford's just having a terrible year. and He's not I, a great road I, course racer. Well, I, I thought about that he's one, but not, you might be right. But I, yeah. think, but I think he this, rises. I don't think this is going to be a race of skill or talent. I think this is going to be a race of survival and attrition. And I will say I love, though, what will make this more exciting is not having the two daggum stage break cautions. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it will put some strategy into the race. We did not see it bear out great at Sonoma, but there was some comers and goers at the end. Remember, mm-hmm. the nine car had to stay out, and there was some fun stuff that happened. I'm hoping that because of that, it will infuse some life into this race mm-hmm. because those two cautions in the third stage especially would just make it a wreck fest. So, Michael, what you got there for our green-white right. checkered 4th of July? Yeah, a little bit of July the 4th. Uh, we shoot fireworks off uh, July the 4th, and why do we celebrate July the 4th? It is Independence Day. It is an anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which I think Do you know started where it was on signed? the 2nd. Do I know where it was Do you know where it was signed, Travis? At the bottom? It was signed at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> Travis is unimpressed. <laughs> okay, well, all right. So I'm going to focus first on the Liberty Bell. All right, this is this is an easy one. Right. So I'm going to ask the questions here. Where is the Liberty Bell located, Andrew? It's in William, Pennsylvania. It is. It's in. It's in Philly. Okay, it okay. is in Philadelphia oh, yeah, with the right. crack in Philadelphia with the crack. Aren't they in in uh, Seattle? The Kraken? <laughs> yes, that's right. No, it's in a big glass case oh, that you can goodness. see from the from it the is. park there. Yes. All right. Now on the Fourth of July, the Liberty Bell is rung. I didn't know this, but it's rung how many times, Travis? Uh, one thousand seven hundred and seventy-six. That's a lot of times. I'd love that. That'd be interesting. Uh, no, uh, Andrew, what do you think? I'm, I guess, 13 for the 13, 13 colonies. 13 is the answer. That okay. is correct. Yes, 13 times for the 13 colonies. Okay, the location of the oldest 4th of July parade. Location of the oldest. It's been going on for the longest amount of time. Do you know what year it started? Where is I? I, I probably 18 something. Well, was before 1776. I'm going to say... It was before 1776. After, oh, no, after, after. No, after. Yeah. I'm going to say that's odd. I'm going to say Washington, D.C. Uh, it is not. I'm going to say New York City. It is not. It is actually in Bristol. Rhode Island. Oh. Bristol, Rhode Island. A little tie-in to Nasty. Yeah, Bristol, Rhode Island. The longest contiguous 4th of July. 4th of July. Yeah. So, okay, last question. How many hot dogs are consumed on the 4th of July? I'm going to make it multiple choice okay. for you. 200 million, 100 million, 75 million, or 150 million? Well, Joey Chestnut eats 75 by himself. That's correct. Well, I'm there's a, 330 million people in America, right? I'm going to say 200 million. I'm going to say 150. The answer is 150 million. Yes. That's right. Okay. So half, a, half, half people eat hot dogs, yeah. Yeah. I'll eat two hot Probably one hot dog, one hamburger, if, if that's on the menu. Yes. Or, but I love a good hot now, dog with, with things on it and all. Chili? Anyway, I know yeah, chili no onions. Slaw. Oh, yeah. Now, do you like chili with meat in it? I mean, beans in it or just the meat? Just no, the meat. I no agree. Beans. Just the just roots, the meat, right? Yeah, yeah no That's beans. Right. Roots yeah. chili is money. We don't need to smell it later. Boys. That, okay, those are, those are, those, yep, that's it. Good I'm job, reaching everybody. my hands down into this box oh. with the humidity today. It's yeah, a little moist a down it's in here. It's not a sack. It's not a sack. It is a, a box. moist box. 
And I'm slowly placing most, my fingers this is down the in most it. That my 15 year old has listened. Yeah. Uh, tonight, when you're talking about grabbing the box, I am, and and, and, and I'm, I'm sliding my fingers down in there, and I have removed this a card. Is, this is the longest trivia question pull in and history. And I did mm. not bring my readers, so this was going to be fun. <laughs> Who was the first driver to win at Atlanta in the K and K Insurance Dodge? Was it Bobby Isaac, Buddy Baker, or Dave Marcus? Kenny Rogers in six pack. <laughs> Is that the one where the kids I, are his pit crew? Yeah, yeah. it was I Dave think Marcus. It, I think it was Buddy Baker. What you're saying, Dave Marcus? Yes, well, I'll sir. go Bobby Isaac. It's Dave Marcus. Oh my gosh. I 1976. Got one. Yes. yes. Well, who ended Daryl Waltrip's seven race win streak at Bristol in 1984? You should know this. Kale Yarborough, Dale Earnhardt, or Terry Labonte? I'm going to go with Labonte. Travis? I'm going to say Kale. I think Kale was past his prime there, and I don't think Dale Earnhardt. Labonte won it in 84. Didn't he win the 84 title? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yes, I'm going to say Labonte. It was Labonte! Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Where did Benny Parsons score his first Winston Cup pole? Hampton, Virginia, South Boston, Virginia, or Nashville? It's amazing how these sometimes tie in. I got to say Nashville. I got to say South Boston. I'll go Hampton. It was Hampton! Excellent. I'm 0 for 3. Virginia. What was Buddy Baker's car number when he won his first Winston Cup race? 3, 6, or 87? Oh, maybe this was the 87 we were looking for. I think it was 3. 87. All right, I'll go 6. It was 3. Is that what you said, Charles? Yeah. Okay. Look at that. I thought those were 87 tie-in. Those were delicious. They were great. Speaking of hot dogs. Well, just a reminder that next week you can listen to Ramble About Racing Mm -hmm. for the results from Chicago preview of Atlanta. And we'll be back in two weeks to talk about Atlanta and preview... New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Lobster. Mm, Yes. So uh, you want to take us out there, Travis? Yeah. Enjoy the racing from Chicago. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. This is blind spotting. He's going to try to-